You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies, and I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. And we are here to apologize to all of the listeners out there for uh, Halloween weekend got the best of us, and we just We've weren't... been hungover for two weeks straight. And um, so we're a little late, then we ran into some technical difficulties this week. Time change really fucked us up, you know? Yeah, it gave us an hour, but I could have sworn that thing took like three. Yeah. Not, not the greatest. But basically, uh, you know, we missed talking about all the wood chopping, and uh, we're sorry. Hey, that wood chopping was glorious, and it really got me to want to go out to the backyard and just start chopping down a tree. Uncle Tyrell's cabin. That's what the name of that episode should be. <laughs> Uncle Tyrell's cabin, where you yep. come and get chiseled as a bamf. Yeah, that's like fuck you, Orange Theory. Yeah, hang out with Tyrell. <laughs> Hey, forget your workout plan, just go hang out with Tyrell and chop wood. And I love, like, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about episode three, uh, Tyrell's wooden cabin in the middle of the woods, and also mainly the new episode, Metadata. What were you about to say? All right. Oh, it's just being a shit. (laughs) Like normal? I like it. Yeah. All All right. right. So again, oh man, we this is ugly. This is the first time we've actually seen each other. I actually got the uh, camera working and everything. You'd think it would give us better communication, but no. He's not just looking at me anymore, you know. True. Now no, she has to look at me and get stunned by all my beauty and gorgeousness. Yeah, that's it, what's happening. It really is. Currently. <laughs> but okay, so I guess we just continue on talking about Uncle Tyrell's wooden cabin. Yep. And are you surprised that he was okay? That he didn't even want to see Joanna and the kid? Uh, no, and no, because he has gone into full fucking whatever mode where he's just like, I'm insane and I'm a god and I'm gonna do this thing, and I think he truly believes that he has to get this done before he can see them again. That makes sense. But man, like I just couldn't imagine because I he does love Joanna and he does love his kid. And just I the think thought, he just thinks he's not. Well, remember, remember they they showed her saying, you know, you have to become powerful again if you want back into this family. So he knows that she won't take him back until she views him as powerful. Ooh, I didn't catch that. No, that was, that was a good good job, and that makes a lot more sense because now he'll have something worthy to show her. And say, mm-hmm. hey, I am still the man that you need and everything. Okay. I mean, it was still super messed up later on when Mustache, when he was talking to Mustache Johnny and he was like, ooh, I want to, you know, see my kid. And like, Next episode. What, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm getting them mixed up. I'm sorry. I guess that's the point of doing two episodes on one. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to jump ahead to that so much. Just... No, that's fair. I thought it was all in the same episode. <laughs> and so, and later in this episode, we get, you know, he takes Tyrell, ends up taking him to the uh, hack house, I guess is where he's got him now. I don't think we've actually named this facility. Tyrell's underground hack house. His but place. Before they go there, they he takes him to a hotel, presumably owned by the Dark Army. And this elevator doorman, little Asian fellow, we've actually seen before. 
he was so really excited about this. I was because he was back. We saw him back in episode the season finale of season one, and he was putting something. We were talking about it earlier. I don't want to butcher the naming of this thing. Like, so basically, the way that it goes is when you're framing up a shot. The uh, screen is divided into three parts, three mm-hmm. thirds. And if you want something to be in focus to the audience, you put it in the middle of one of those thirds. Yep, and this was in the middle right, like direct, where you catch him and you see him pointing at Elliot. And it just goes to show us, hey, he's been being followed and watched this entire time. Who else have we have we not been paying attention to? stalking and keeping tabs on Elliot. The Dark Army was paying attention before we were paying attention. Damn it, Elliot. You really need to become a better narrator. You're killing us, man. <laughs> like, you're really unreliable, and I know that's, like, your whole point, but I'm getting really tired of it. Yeah, I'm getting really pissed off at your shtick, man. Yeah. And so, you believe that the Dark Army is looking at him, too, and it's not just a random coincidence that we see the same fellow? Sam Esmail doesn't do coincidence. Okay, you know, I was just checking because I know you're in film, so I'm sure reusing extras is a thing. Yes, but not in such a prominent way. Yes, and I mean, we lingered on him in both of these shots. And you have to go out of your way to get the same extra at a later season. Like, they would have had to find him and call him. True. It's not like, you know, you just have the same group of extras just hanging around waiting to be put in somewhere every season. That's not how it works. I mean, maybe they hacked his information and just kind of set the schedule for him. I mean, I think (laughs) you're you're really reaching there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Mr. Robot. You got to throw a little bit of hacking in there. Fair. And so also in this episode... I mean, we we didn't feel too guilty about skipping it because there wasn't a whole lot that happened. It was very Tyrell-focused, and it gave us but, a lot of information that we wanted. Yeah, I wanted this episode. Like, I was happy that we had it, mm-hmm. and I was glad that we had that little recap because I did want to know what happened during those, you know... A hundred percent. Like, this is but, a top-notch filler episode. But it's still a filler episode. True. And so... so what can we say besides wood was chopped, people were shot? Oh, there, there was a lot because we still have Mustache Johnny going in to see my favorite character on the show, Leon. And there's having this conversation in the prison. Oh my God, the best line of this whole show, show to, to date. Hit us with it. So Mustache Johnny asked Leon how everything went and how it's going. In- so he asked about going, and Mustache Johnny means, like, you know, with Elliot. And he goes, oh, well, you know, had to kill some Nazis. Which was kind of weird, but, uh, I mean, they were Nazis. So it's pretty fun. So, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> and I was just like, you're amazing. You're I, amazing. I love just how casual he's having this conversation with him. He's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, I don't condone killing, but if I have to, it was pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, it reminded me of Donald Glover's character in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, man. I was so happy that Donald Glover got casted in the Spider-Man. I, I actually yeah, voted so for him. You know, uh, he tried to become Spider-Man a couple years back. The world wasn't ready? Well, we were ready. We even had Donald for Spider-Man trending. It was a great I time. Mean, you were ready. I was. wasn't ready. They should have been. They missed out. 
dead. Anywho, I mean, uh, Leon shakes mustache Johnny because he actually jumps back a little and he's like, I, I don't know how to respond to this guy right now. He like, yeah, mustache Johnny, it's like, he's this very strange combination of very honest with how he feels. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of up front with, like, oh, that was weird, or oh, that was scary, but at the same time, he's still immovable. Yeah. Because he's... So, which makes him very implacable and also super scary. Yeah. And so, like, seeing him jump a little, I enjoyed that. He also just lies. Mustache Johnny does not lie. Uh... No, nope. yeah, he, he does not. He words things super carefully and made his individual. lied about having a family. Oh, well, in his car salesman job, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do get to see that he is a car salesman, is a part of one of his gigs. Which is perfect. It really is, and I love the mugs. He's like, here, go ahead, try it out. Okay, we're sorry, we're just combining episodes three and four. No, it's just going to happen. No, this is all episode three. Mm. Pretty sure. Mm. Am I am I miss am I combining them now? I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. I'm pretty sure that's still all episode three. And well, but either way, I really loved when you had that whole scene where he's like, "Oh, it's all worth it at the end of the day to come home to my wife and kids." And I really <laughs> believed that he had a wife and kids. Like I was like, that kind of makes sense to me that he would have like a weird family stash somewhere. No, that and doesn't. He goes home and fucking watches like the price is right or something. And it's like, oh. and he's writing his novel. Don't, don't forget about the epic novel that he keeps referencing. That was amazing. And, uh, that's mustache Johnny in a nutshell. He's a great, he can talk anyone into anything. He's a great salesman. He can sell ice to an Eskimo, as they say. And if he shaves, I just won't even know who he is anymore. No. I would never even recognize that man on the street if he didn't have a mustache. No. And he will have no idea why I'm calling him Mustache Johnny. So, it works out. So then, back to, you know, episode three. We had a lot of Tyrell freaking out and cutting wood and whatnot. And then he tries to escape. And I, like, mm, when that cop caught him. I didn't like it. That was bullshit. Like, Tyrell has put on 20 pounds. No, there's no hunch because like he's put, our boys put on like 20 pounds of solid shoulder muscle looking yoke. Yeah, just all shoulders. All shoulders. All shoulders. And I love that. It's like affected as like all shoulders and like in a power stance. And Ugh. he's got a beard and he's wearing, he's dressed like a freaking woodsman. Yeah. Tyrell's only been seen in suits. And like, I think that this was all put in. Just so that we could see that Dom's asshole of a partner or boss is working for the Dark Army. Oh, no, I know it was. And it's like, I feel like with this episode, it was really just like, all right, here's some information that you wanted. Here's some information we're going to give you. It's episode three. Like, we're just taking a break because episode five is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) So, like, that's what I think. Okay. But then... uh... Speaking of the Dark Army and everything, we get to see White Rose, and, well, I guess he, the, uh, y'all know who we're talking about, is sitting there watching the politics, and our current president is sitting there, and how did you feel about Sam Esmail kind of writing in that White Rose was, wanted this kind of chaos and everything? 
Number one, I love that this show is just attacking politics right now, like unabashed. While still like, being two years behind, which is impressive. Yeah, it's just, it's it's awesome. So like that, I really, really like. Um, I don't see how this wouldn't be to his benefit. You know, we have that moment where that guy says like he's a buffoon and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but of course, you know, someone who has every benefit from the United States faltering so that China can become the new world power. True. Why wouldn't he want an idiot in charge? And I think Bitcoin is based out in, or it might be American. I guess it's gotta be an American thing if we're using it and exchange rates and everything. I so, mean, that may not necessarily be true. It could have originated and we should have looked that up. Yeah. We failed y'all. I'm sorry. And even though, and like, I'm currently like working into e-currency. Shout out to e-currency. Buy your Bitcoin, people. It's skyrocketing. I'm gonna <laughs> Google where is Bitcoin. I'm gonna assume here. From. But so we get all of that, and I mean, I think it's just great seeing always just how calm and everything in meetings. She. Uh, because he's talking to the, I'm trying to think of the word for what, the strategist, the strategy person? Strategist. The strategist? Strategist. 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 Okay. He's talking to strategist to put up a profile for Donald Trump and everything, just in case. And I was like, man, that is a really nifty way to still be, like I said, behind in your showtime, but staying current with everything that's going on. I know it's like it's just so, it's so good and it's so effortless and this show is one of the most controlled I've ever watched like on it I honestly feel like every single thing I'm seeing is on purpose I think it is and it's because somehow Sam Esmail has figured out how to be create like a well, 27th like yeah he's got like 27 hours in the day because I can't imagine how he was able to write this direct it and just have he didn't direct the fourth episode did he not Mm -mm. i was not paying attention but this was all still in the third episode i know i was i was just uh i was watching it with my friend and he he was like oh sam didn't direct this one and like the name had already flooded the screen and i was like wait what but it was live and i couldn't remind rewind and i was like what What's happening? Sam has to direct everything. No, apparently he's uh, past directing onto a few different people this season. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, episode four, Metadata, which I guess we will start rolling into, was still directed by Sam Esmail, according to IMDb. So, your friend just lied to us. We got excited for nothing. Well, we, we do have other directors. Yeah. Please. Okay. So, is episode five directed by him? Yep. Wow, all right. <laughs> but so now we're going into episode four, and it starts off with Elliot breaking into the house, right where episode two left us. And well, he wasn't nec- he was still across the street. We had Dom walking back in, chewing her sucker. And uh Yeah, I just love Dom as a character. Just her acting. She doesn't even have to talk. Like she just doesn't like She's just so tired of people being stupid. Yes. Incompetent. Like, she's just so done with it. And, and it, it's, I can relate. 
and it exudes perfectly. Like, I'm not even sure if she knows there's a camera on her. I think she's just going about doing natural things, which is a very impressive thing to me. Yeah, she's a fabulous character. But, you know, we have the truck, and I was like, okay, maybe someone's watching her. No, Elliot's behind it, doing his thing. Comes across the street, and instead of, like, having a one-shot, which we know they love doing, they have Elliot glitch across the screen. Which is just another way of them, like, reminding us that everything is a lie. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that they always do that. Like, so their cinematography, like I said, has gotten a little less crazy this season. It's kind of moving more into the crazy realm. Yeah. But um, they still always have those little moments of, like, flash cuts or, you know, rapid fire or something to remind us, like, nothing you're seeing is real. Unless, you know, you can't believe anything. Yeah. And that is just... I probably should have taken that more into account when we get into the thing. And he's sitting there uh, waiting on Darlene. And, you know, Dom comes out of the house, catches Darlene. She's like, hey, don't look your cover. Could be that blown. That was a really cool moment, seeing the way, like, Darlene reacted and stuff like that. Like, that was just, like, a really fun some fun facial acting in my opinion yes and so she warms darlene and everything and darlene the actor i think it's charlie chikin something like that charlie chikin yeah carly chikin she is phenomenal at being a defensive person or i mean and it's so funny because i watched an interview with her Mm -hmm. recently She's not that different. She's like a positive Darlene. That's pretty different. <laughs> I can't really imagine a positive Harley to buy. Yeah, it. all right. Well, she's like, she's like, it's obvious that the way that she plays that character mm-hmm. is coming from an authentic somewhere. But like watching her like laugh and smile and joke around with people and just be whatever, it was like in Darlene voice. Oh, I yeah. I was like, I don't, this is wrong. I don't. <laughs> I don't are, like it. are you okay? I'm not sure this is allowed. Hello? Okay. Is someone forcing you to do this? Is it robot? <laughs> but no, like, she comes in, I don't want to say guns blazing, but, like, so defensive that she doesn't let him take control of this conversation at any point in time. Which was a smart thing to do, because if she had, he might have known that she was lying. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm pretty sure if she ever had to answer a question, she was doomed. Well, yeah, because you notice the minute some like someone comes at her, she's like, "What's with the third degree?" And she just sort of like defensively puts it off until it dies. And it's fantastic. Like I love listening to her writing, how she does it, everything. They found the perfect person, in my opinion, for this, and I didn't appreciate it until this episode. I mean, I never, I every single episode, I just think about how well cast they are as brother and sister, and it's just, it's crazy to me. So awkward, and I love it. I love their awkwardness, and like their, because they do a lot of something like in Vikings to where there's a lot of silent acting, and like you said, facial expressions. Like you're getting a lot just from how they look at each other. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, he talks about the uh, setting a bug and everything, and taking a was a picture every ten seconds. Yeah, that's a lot. That is so much because we had it set up at a wedding or a bachelor party on like a uh, camera, the, the GoPros, and it took us like seven hours to go through all those photos. 
Like that's so much data. Oh. But, like you know what's what's really cool about like her excuse is like it's so viable. He's like, why are you hacking me? And she's like, because I don't know if you're you anymore. Like when you were Mr. Robot. Like, I feel like I had to keep tabs on you to make sure you're not doing anything. And it's like, of course he's going to believe that. Because Elliot wants to believe that the people in his life are trustworthy, even if he doesn't think they are. Well, and not only that, but as soon as she plays the you hit me card and everything. It's over. Yeah. He's devastating. He's like, I can't let that happen and everything. And then it's boom. Little cinnamon roll, Elliot. Oh, so beautifully done. And then we get the... Pretty much you make up and everything. I want to show you something. And they go to his place. And I think we kind of skipped over the subway scene. We did, but, you know, it, yeah. it, you know, we wanted to go right back into where we had left it in episode two. The subway scene was amazing. Like, Oh, now like, you're cheering it up, huh? Like, no, I always <laughs> liked it. I just didn't think it was what you thought it was. Okay, that's fair. I'll let you talk about most of it. I just want to say, these sunglasses, they give me life. I don't know Do why. Do they give you heart? No. You get out of here. I'm not <laughs> accepting that pun. Anything. No, I just, I really liked, uh, like I said, I, I really appreciate a character that's good at playing exhausted and just done. And she is so done. Like, she just admits to this random person that she's done everything. She gives her her wallet. She's like, I don't care. I've stolen from you. It's whatever. And there was that moment where she was really in control of that situation in her own way, where she was like, you know, give me my wallet. Yeah. Give it to me. I know you have it. And all she wanted was that picture. And it was just like a really... Because that girl that she was acting with was definitely like her springboard for Carly to do a, a good job. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, she did a fantastic job with it. Yeah, but I I just, I I have way more appreciation for her this season than I have in any of the previous seasons because we're seeing a way more dynamic her Mm because first season was literally just impetulant. Second season was impetulant arrogance. And now we've got impetulant arrogance, soft side fear, uh, badassery, like just like all this kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm happy that they've started to round out her character. Yes, they are giving her much more dynamic, a lot more room to just act. And it's good to see her by herself and with different characters. I think she was the right one to slide off to, with other people. Yeah. So and then... I don't know if it was in when he was interrogating her or when it's back at her apartment, but did you notice how they would uh, almost silhouette her face out with how dark it was and some, some of the shadowing? Yeah, I think, like, a lot of the times with lighting, uh, the easiest way to tell that a character is being deceptive is that they're dark. So did you take it as deceptive or she's in danger? Because I went with danger. Um, I think they don't want us to know. This show has been really good at, like, lighting things a certain way or having things a certain way to make you think something when in reality it's something else. Yes, I so mean, I think I think it could be. I think she's definitely in danger. I would be surprised if she died this season, but I also wouldn't. Okay, you know the uh, official media cop out. I'm gonna say one thing, but I'm not gonna be surprised if the other doesn't happen. 
Like, let let me say that I would be surprised because they would be taking out such a pillar of the show. Yes. And I would be, like, you know, creating a lot of work for them. But at the same time, you know, she's got a lot of character work in this season. And, like, her plot point of the FBI versus Dark Army can only go so far. Mm-hmm. So I... I wouldn't be surprised if they offed her this season. I will be devastated, but I really think that they do. And I don't know what that's going to do with the show and everything. But I just, I like... I think Angela will take a bigger role. I'm a little worried about that. We'll, we'll get to that. Like, this wasn't her best episode for me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, a, it wasn't nearly as good as episode two. No. But, uh, like, they've put Darlene in a lot of weird camera positions. You know, had her off to the side... And I, I talked about it back in episode one when the neon sign was above her and everything. And they're just kind of hinting at things to me to where I don't see Aunt, uh, Darlene making it through the season. No, neither do I. And, like, they haven't really killed someone in a while. Like, you know, well, someone like, like Shayla. Okay. You know, that's someone yeah. we care about. Well, someone that yeah. Elliot cares about, which is what really yeah. matters. Like, because, like, Cisco was... Yeah, Elliot, Elliot had no uh, cards in the game for that. Like, I think that Elliot's going to find out what Darlene did, find a way to forgive her, and then I think when she dies, that'll be the true death of, like, any humanity he has, because Angela doesn't have a beating heart right now. No. I think we finish up Darlene, and then we go to Angela. I think that's going to be our best way to do it. I agree. Okay, then we have uh, Darlene and Dom. And I'm just loving Darlene yet again. You know, Dom finds her and everything. It's like, buy me a drink. And Dom's like, uh, I don't know if you know how this works, but you haven't given me Jack. And I need something. Darlene's just like, my life's over. Buy me a drink. Like, you, you have destroyed everything. Yeah. Like, either way this goes, my life is over. I'm losing my brother. I'm losing everything. Like, fuck you. Buy me a drink. And I love him. She's like, all right, what do you have? And she's like, scotch triple. And I yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> just perfect. And scotch and then I love how the... And not only the, just that, it's the scotch triple on her tab. And then, like, the look, like the exaggerated head roll and everything. And I was like, Yes. Like, scotch triple neat on her dad. And, like, all I could think was, love you, and also, yeah, that's my drink. <laughs> I want to go out with her. But, and so, she's able to get a lot of information from Dom. And, like, a lot of, like, we see Dom almost as a character. Like, we go back to when she had her little monologue of, like, uh, a terrible, like, week. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I think Dom. I think Dom is just sort of realize like when she says her life is over, mm-hmm. Dom is like, "Oh, it is." Yeah, and she kind of has that moment where she realizes like this girl has nothing to lose. She's really not gonna betray us. So what do I have to lose in telling her stuff? True, and but I mean, I think more importantly, a I believe she was telling the truth. Unlike like you said, our favorite mustache Johnny, mm-hmm. but B. I think she's putting herself in a position to where she might betray the FBI just because it's not the life that she wants. Well, Dom, all Dom wants is an equal. Yes. And I think that she's finding that in 
Darlene. Especially in that moment, she feels like this is an actual human I can connect with yeah. on some level. And there's no one else in her life that's going to give her any sort of connection. No. Except for maybe the on and off girlfriend that we know nothing about. No, yes. And shout out to Darlene for bringing back the term muff diver. Have not heard that since fifth grade? Like, maybe. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing. It's like when you hear twat and you're like, oh yeah, twat's a word. It's gonna, kinda yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean we're just gonna have to bring it back bring it back. I don't know why. Oh my god, if they got together my brain would explode. You are just now piecing this? No, I'm just okay. I'm, I'm reiterating the fact. I would love if they it. They got together, my brain would explode. Just like it will next week or tomorrow. So, n- next week I'm literally just going to be like an hour of drooling. <laughs> but all right, and I think oh no, then we get uh we get trans or fast forward back to uh Darlene seeing everything that Elliot is showing her how uh stage 2 still going on. He's going to try to uh, make sure to the best of his ability. But he has a weak moment and it's just like, look, I get what they're doing and I kind of still want to do this. I don't like that I want to, but I want to. He's constantly fighting those impulses. And I like that we get those impulses because like, that's a real human reaction. Yeah, like, I mean, who who has never just wanted to like burn everything to the ground at one point in their life? Now, obviously, we don't do it. Yeah. But Elliot did. Ah, and, I mean, yeah. Um, he he did phase one. He did. Him and Tyrell. So. You're right. He definitely did do phase one. And he's still so, considering I mean, doing phase two. There's definitely a part of him that indulged in that darker side. And, you know, it's he probably is having some sort of withdrawal from Mr. Robot being gone. To At his least, knowledge. Like, not gone, but, like, gone to his knowledge. Like, he can't speak with him or live through him or, like, you know, any of that. hmm And so then, you know, he gets Darlene. He shows him Shayla's room, how this landlord still somehow has not gotten it rented. Completely I, empty. I don't know. Like, shitty wallpaper does not deter people. I mean, on top, but that was a really nice moment between him and Darlene where he's like, you know... When he's when he kind of had that moment, it was like I still think about her. Yeah, and I she's miss, like I get I get that I understand. I miss her so much. She was a she was just a quirky, fun character. And I, I just I will always remember that reveal of Shayla in the trunk uh-huh. as one of the best suspense shot moments. And it was Not just, just in the show, but like that I've ever seen. And it was just such a random thing, like we. Like you said no, suspense. it was during the jailbreak. Well, no, I know that, but like that entire episode was just like a random episode in the entire sequence of the thing. And it was so good. It was so <sighs> good. And so he gets her to stay in her room and everything, which shout out to Darlene. You can't be on your phone. You can't listen to music. Like that's got to be the worst stakeout in history. Like what did she do? She just stared at the Polaroid for 20 hours. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially all that she could do and just listen to noise. And I love how he's like, hey, do I need to get you anything? No, I just got an eight ball. We should be fine. That was hilarious. She was like, I just had an eight ball, so we are golden. Yeah, and I was like, that'll, that'll last you about 20 minutes, Darlene, but 
shout outs. Just casual. I mean, we don't know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they take the dog for the walk. And uh, she invites herself along. And this is kind of awkward, but also, you know. The greatest thing in the world. Like, a vengeance pack? Yes. Sign me up. I want I a vengeance pack. I loved his reaction so much. He just kind of, he was like, is that a thing? And she goes, like, it can be our thing. And she looks at him, he looks at her, and I'm, like, half expecting him to be like, that's weird. And he just goes, like, fuck yeah. I'm in. <laughs> it's just like, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was the first, that wasn't the first moment, but, like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, Darlene, you're going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that does kind of paint her as dying. But anyway, <laughs> I'm 100% down for Avengers pack. Tweet at me, people. We got this. Vengeance pack. <laughs> And um, so as we're, you know, we come back, walk the dog and everything. She hears the creak and boom, she looks out the uh, door not, or peephole, which ever I forget the name of the movie. And I even probably forget who the villain is. I think it was Sylvester Stallone or something. It was like the name of the movie was I See You. And whenever you look through the peephole, he would throw a drill bit through the peephole and knock out your eye. That sounds hilarious. No, because blood's going everything is gory. I have not oh, looked through it. Oh, no. Yeah. No, Sylvester Stallone doesn't sound like he'd do that. I, I forget the name. Like, I just remember this, and I haven't looked through a peephole since. Like, that's that stayed with you. Yes, that has stayed with me. And I don't do peepholes. Anywho. Sorry for the random tidbit. But oh, uh, now I'm looking up like who's in I see you. Like I'm really interested. I'm really hoping that that's actually the name of the movie. It would there be. There is a movie called I See You, but it says drama romance, so I don't think that that's uh. Might not be it. it. Anyway, um, she looks out and it's Elliot. Then we get a cutaway and it come back, and I just love the transitions. Boom, Christian Slater. Like I yeah. love how they're able to do this so perfectly. I loved that this season, the way they've been doing that. Mm-hmm. The transitions are just beautiful. Very, anyway, very fun reveals. They get, she gets to follow him and everything. Not a whole lot happens. And then she sees him with Angela. Does Angela ever sleep? I don't think so. When? And she never has bags under her eyes. No. And her hair is always perfect. And her makeup is always flawless, and her false eyelashes are on point, and her fucking white clothes are cleaned and pressed and pristine. Like, bitch, when? <laughs> yeah? You, you gonna tell us how you really feel about her next time? Or? Honestly, this girl doesn't have an arm hair out of place. Like, who is doing you? Because it's not you. You know what you're doing? You're doing midnight scary times. With hackers and then working a very powerful desk job during the day, like girl, when? Apparently, she found the twenty ninth hour. Esmail wrote that in for her, and she's got it. <laughs> but oh, she might be the greatest evasion person I've ever seen in my life. In heels, yeah. keeping up with Christian Slater and everything, and then they hop the train tracks. What? Just, like, whatever. just to end up in the exact same spot that they started. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I was really mad. I was like, how did they get across that subway platform? Yeah. That's... How did that happen? I was like, what? 
no, fuck this. Like, that actually made me kind of mad. That's what upset you? After all of the, everything you laid out about her eyelashes, white clothes, no well, lint. That, that makes me furious. It, it, it's the crossing, the, the train, the subway station that you can't get over? Like, because here's the thing, all right? Like, you can look perfect in the morning, but after doing stressful shit throughout the day in a fucking white pantsuit, you're going to look ratchet as hell by, like, <laughs> 6 p.m. And she is flawless still at midnight. Flawless. Her false eyelashes are so good. <laughs> yeah? You want to find out the makeup artist so you can get those? I do. Like, okay. Please make me beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> we hop in the taxi cab and everything. And... Hold on, we're going to pause right here just so we can go back to the beginning of Angela. Okay. Cause yes, because we have diverged from Darlene have. onto Angela. Darlene just flawed so perfe- perfectly into Angela and everything. Mm-hmm. But we get the uh, beginning conversation back at the red wheelbarrow, not the red wagon like some co-hosts would have you believe. And Excuse me, that's you. <laughs> also, what if they called it the red wedding? Just for one episode. No. How dare you? How dare you bring that up? Too soon. Yes, too soon. My boy Rob died. My boy Rob got viciously murdered. Spoilers. No, not a spoiler. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones at this point, what are you doing with your life? Three-year-olds. Hey, Walking Dead is fantastic. Shout-outs to The Walking Dead and Lobster Bib. Hashtag. Uh, Ew. You have no idea what I'm even talking about, so you don't get an ew. How about that? How about that? So anyway, <laughs> we talking go, to Mustache Johnny. She's talking to Mustache Johnny at the real at the red wheelbarrow. Man, that takes Say me that five times fast. Can't speech class. Uh, he's eating ribs, and he says he's got to get them every time. And at no point in time has he ever ordered ribs. And so that was a little mysterious to me. Yeah, like, he always gets, like, sandwiches. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I think we're so... Kind of looking into everything, especially when we... Into everything that, like, we're even looking into stuff that doesn't matter. Probably. And he probably loves it, but, man, that's some specific writing. Yeah. I mean, and and then we get, you know, that whole... Talks a lot about meat. Well, I mean... Oh, I I was going to ask... You know, you being a Texas person and everything, how are you rating these ribs? Uh, I mean, the way that he decided, like, the way he had them cooked is uh, more of a North Carolina yep. type of barbecue. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, you're kind of saying it's saying bad. It's best. Like, I think you need to baste ribs and, like, grill them. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan, you know, being from Memphis and everything. They were as looking soon as you said vinegar, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're more of dry rub down here and everything and just keeping it nice and simple. We, we're saucy. You are very we're saucy. Sauce. <laughs> but, anywho, I'd give those ribs like a three. Uh, they did fall off the bone, though, looking pretty, I'll give them that. Cooked to perfection. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just not a North Carolina fan. I'm no, really I think not. their their barbecue is watery. Like, come at me, North Carolinians, North Carolinians, North whatever ins, 
But uh, your barbecue is sour and watery. Sorry. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue gate, 2K17. Ooh, I like it. They just right. keep adding gates. <laughs> just gates. Uh, I so, love how he called it like a staff meeting with only two people. You know, it's like you're. It's like I just love like he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like he knows that he is untouchable and can kind of say whatever he wants. Exactly. And yet at the same time, he's trying to teach everyone he talks to. Yeah, and it's like he know he understands exactly what his power level is. And like, no more, no less. Exactly, and he uses it perfectly. And to people who realize exactly how much power they have, they're the most dangerous people in the room. Yep, because they don't need more, but they'll never expect less. Yeah, and they're pure survivors. You drop them off anywhere, they're going to survive. They're going to, you know, find a chicken, kill it, eat it, make ribs out of it somehow. That was, they'll be fine. That was, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> I'll give you like a C for effort. You passed. Great. <laughs> But uh, he calls it like a Monday morning staff meeting. And she's like, it's she's Friday. Like, it's Friday. And then he just goes, it's a metaphor. Like, if... Also, aside, real quick. Okay. Um, we've had the whole things about the date changing and like things happening on Monday and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm really interested to see what happens during this weekend because Elliot's been fired. He's at her house. Like, this thing's happening on Monday. Like, Okay, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. I was not... And like, I don't understand why she called... Like, I understand why she called Price and everything, but... I don't know. I didn't really like that scene either. And she's just... And he's just, like, making sure... And this is for you, right? You know, with the entire undertone of White Roses behind this. Yeah. I mean... You know what I'm thinking, though? Hit me. Oh. Huh? I said uh, Angela and Elliot are going to... Do it. 100%. That is definitely going to happen. They're going to do it. Maybe in episode 5. Doubtful. From everything that we've heard, I don't see that happening in episode 5. Fine, episode 6. Okay. That would be... Oh, I don't know how any way you could swing that in episode 5. I mean, this is Lord Sam. Yeah. True. That that's a tough tall. That's a tough ass. He'll just like drop us into the sex scene, like no explanation. No, we're just now. Yeah. (laughs) This is is what's going on. You know, you've all wanted it. You'll forgive any sin that I have for it. All we see is like legs in the air, like in the (laughs) bottom left hand corner. That's it. That's all we see. Oh, I. We don't know whose legs. No. What? Like. I forgot it's USA too, so they they couldn't even do anything that bad with it. Or they'll just pay fines. No, they've already probably paid all the fines that they're wanting to pay. Oh, but I don't know about that. I hope not. Anyway, we get to going with the uh, conversation and everything. She gets Elliot fired. Price does it. And I don't think this Price is really... Is such a useless character at this point. I don't think so. I still really think Price has a lot to offer. Mm, all right. Well, right now he's useless. Maybe. But, I mean, I don't think this is going to come back and bite Angela. And then we get to a point to where I don't remember where the scene took place, but she's standing behind uh, Mr. Robot. And it is like the all-white 
as you said, power suit and everything. Ugh. Like, do you know that scene I'm talking about? It was really dark and, like, her white suit's really standing out. Yes. I did not like this scene. I don't know uh, why. I didn't like I... the outfit. Yeah, she wasn't my fave in this episode. Like, I I appreciate... I liked, I liked her phone call with Price. Because I liked that she was like, this is my request... This is how it's going to be. You can say no, but I'm not going to change it. Yeah. And she just repeats those exact words. Like, she's just so powerful in her own way now. And I just really like to see her do her thing. Now, and she even kind of handles the end when Elliot breaks up, or breaks up, uh, wakes up. But, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of that scene. I feel like it, it, it just sort of, like, Mr. Robot is getting really desperate. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's it's kind of playing sour to me. And I feel like she's just sort of like okay. placating him with hatred. Yeah, so you're kind of blaming Mr. Robot for it. I think I can get yeah, down with that. Like, I just don't like the way he's performing, starting to perform. Yeah. Because so, obviously, you know, I really like the therapist scene and stuff, but he's just been getting really like... God, that was a top-notch scene. That therapist scene. That might be one of the best ones they've ever done. Can we just talk about that again? (laughs) But uh, Elliot wakes up and everything when they're downstairs. And it is definitely confirmed in this scene, at least for me, that she does use the eyes to decide who is in and out. Like, that's how she knows. I mean, like, they've been, they've kept that very consistent. Well, I mean, I questioned it and everything. And, like, this was the, okay, 100%. She saw his eyes start going down and everything. And why she didn't just run over there and grab it. Because this is what we saw back in episode two. It was this little injection. Yeah. I mean, maybe she doesn't. But maybe I mean, she... he like flashes in and out before, though I would doubt it. Like I think he's losing control of Elliot. Oh, he's definitely losing control. And that's playing a big problem in this. But she gets him knocked out and everything... Somehow gets him back to the house. Tyrell's losing his mind, you know, the huge. Yeah, I think we can jump over to Tyrell real quick. Because, I mean, the main important thing with Tyrell is he doesn't see Elliot as a god anymore. He doesn't even necessarily see him as an equal. He well, flipped... no, and then Mustache Johnny is like, you're the god. He this plays... Your time. He doesn't just say, like, you're a god. Like, I mean, he pushes every button in succession, just like... Such a salesman. And then, like, oh, but God, when he's like, at the end of this, I want to go to, like, Ukraine with Joanna and my son, and, like, I want you to guarantee this. And, like, that's when I knew Tyrell wasn't going to live through this. Because he was like, all right. No, he didn't. He didn't just, like, sign off on all of it. Like, I mean, he thought about it. He was like, man, I can't believe I'm lying to this man. And he's like, how do I word it to where I have a clean conscience? I don't think he cares. Agree to disagree. Because, I mean, he paused a little bit before everything. He chose very specific words that didn't have, like, yes, I guarantee there'll be the safety. He was like, I'll look into it. I'll get started on it. he was just actively deciding to leave him in the dark. Well, yeah, because if he knows that she's dead, then he's not going to work anymore. There's no reason for him to do this if Joanna and their child isn't alive. Exactly. So, like, I think 
He's just using him until his usefulness is complete after the end of phase two, and then I think they will him. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I mean, I'm just saying I think he has a conscience to it and everything, and he's making sure that in a weird way it's clean. That's all I'm saying. All right, that's fair. And so they get Tyrell everything that he needs, and he gets the entire force of the Dark Army. Do you think that's just like getting all the little hackers so he doesn't have to do all the legwork by himself? Or do you think he's asking for a power play? Uh, no. I think he he's so dedicated to his vision of how this is all going to turn out that he really just wants what he needs. So he's getting them the right code and everything so he can get the shipments pushed faster and everything so he yeah. can focus on the main thing. Okay. Exactly. I didn't mean to make, say code. I meant he's getting all these people to deal with all the shipping so he can focus on the main code for everything. Yeah, and it's I mean, how... like, Angela is figuring out how to, like, change that shipping and, like, over the weekend and stuff like that. Like, I think this weekend's going to be a really interesting uh, You say this for... weekend and it's tomorrow. Tomorrow? <laughs> Daylight savings really did a number. I'm, you know, I'm still hungover, like... <laughs> There we go. We're sorry, people. We tried. But I think we did a, we did a pretty solid job, right? Um, one of the last main things is when Angela is sitting with Mr. Robot at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. There's a painting of seagulls sitting behind Mr. Robot. Are you a seagull or a giraffe? I mean, I th- we did ask each other this when we actually uh, did the episode. But I know. we know Angela is a giraffe. So do we think that this is supposed to tell us that Mr. Robot is a seagull? Or Elliot's a seagull. Or she's actually a seagull and she's denying her seagullness. No, doubtful. Because as we've seen, the Dark Army already knows your answer. Because in episode three, I'm sorry to go back, Tyrell gets interrogated. And they do not let you answer the question unless it's the answer they have for you. Oh, I forgot about that scene. I kind of love-hated that scene anyway. It was a powerful scene. and I It was powerful, but it was like trying really hard to be powerful. And he's just like freaking out and I didn't really buy it. And like, yeah. What I really enjoyed about it was, A, the interrogator. I love the interrogator. I forget his name. Oh, but it's inconceivable a- guy. Yes. And I love that he does a line of cocaine right before he starts interrogating them. Like, whatever. Like, let's do it. And then he had... Let's get down to business. Exactly. Let me do a bump real quick. (laughs) Which seems like a perfectly normal thing to people in that situation. Like, I I fully... Like, if I ever get interrogated by a powerful mafiosa boss, I'm just going to assume he's about to do a bump of cocaine. (laughs) But, uh... I mean, if you're going to assume anything, that's probably the least dangerous yeah, like I mean, I know this thing's going to end terribly, but I at least want to be interrogated by somebody on cocaine. It's fine, yeah. whatever. Simple things. But he asked, did you sleep with anybody else and did you cheat on her? I loved that differentiation because it's true. Like, their relationship, they don't, obviously neither of them really care. No, they about- care. They do care. It's just, it's very House of Cards. And I hate to bring that show up with how everything that's going on with it, but it was, does this help us? Does this move us forward? Okay. Yeah, like, what's the point of you doing this? Like, there's a difference between 
sleeping with someone for the couple yeah. and sleeping with them for yourself. As odd as it is for that to sound. Yeah. But okay. And I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up both of these two episodes. I can't think of anything else that we really missed. I mean, Elliot's going to wake up and we're going to start season season five. Episode five. And I just okay. really want to watch it. So. Can, so go ahead and tell everybody why you're so excited for episode five. Because it's one take. Yes. The whole episode <laughs> is one take. And that's like my favorite thing ever. Like we should have, we should, we should just do like a years later podcast on Birdman. It'll just be like two hours of me screaming. I'm okay with that. That was a fantastic movie. It was one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. But anyway, everybody, if we miss anything, we're sorry. We're sorry for being two weeks late. We're sorry that we missed episode three. Please forgive us. It's like 4 p.m. You know, like, it's really messing with us. It really is. Um, We're going to do our best. And, you know, you can do your best to hold us to it. We're going to try to get the next one out on Thursday, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it probably won't come back out on Thursday the week after. But, you know, we want to dive into this episode, like, as soon as we watch it, give it to y'all, and try to make up for our sins. We're atoning. (laughs) But hopefully, you know, until Thursday, um, that's it for us. You can check us out on, you can email us at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, both Podcast. Uh, You can hit me up on Facebook, Cash Love It. And we could be on Spotify soon. We've been talking to them. They just emailed us back. Podbean just got sponsored with them. So hopefully, if you listen to Spotify, we'll be able to give you our content on there as well. It's all very exciting. Yes. But until Thursday, again, I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. And have a wonderful night. Bye.